Hey everyone, Dave here. Well, our researcher slash narrator extraordinaire Ian was a tad under the weather this week, so we were not able to get our planned show recorded. In its place, we're giving you a Patreon bonus show from June of last year, a wild story about an event known as the Casablanca Entities. Hope you enjoy. We'll be back next week with part one of our series on Jack the Ripper. How many episodes will it be? Who knows? Enjoy. Hi, friends. Your pal Dave here for an exciting new website from Mike at Necronomapod, clitstoneexist.com. Does this sound familiar? You're doing it doggy style with your lady, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she yells, rub my clit, rub my clit, and stops you dead in your tracks. Your thoughts quickly turn to terror as your mind races to answer the question, what the fuck is a clit? You consider telling her to rub it herself, then quickly realize this is impossible since she's handcuffed to the drainpipe in your mom's basement next to the futon you sleep on. In a panic, you try to reach for her, but instead knock over your Dungeons and Dragons game board, a complete disaster. You could have avoided this mess by accessing all of the resources available on clitstoneexist.com. You'll learn appropriate responses like, I've never seen a clit on any of my Game of Thrones action figures, or my ex-girlfriend didn't have a clit, but she's from Canada, you probably don't know her. Or if all else fails, just get out the chloroform, which is how you got her in your basement in the first place. Who wants to be out looking for a man in a boat when you can be playing with your WWE action figures? After all, you're a member of the Dungeon Master Guild, not the Coast Guard. Remember guys, if you can't find it, it doesn't exist. Clitstoneexist.com. Join today. episode for all of the patrons wow i'm excited tonight <laughs> sound effects when was the last time we discussed aliens it's been a while yeah i'm fired up it has been a very long time we've been talking about murder and government shooting in mayhem people and guns and people not respecting the law and bombs going off and innocent people dying it's been a rough six weeks and Fucking Pogo the Clowns out there raising hell. This is more of a fun story. This is back to Ian's roots. This is the reason why Ian wanted to start these podcasts of the stories like this. This is a very wild one. I had actually never heard of this before until Dave sent it to me. I love this one. This is so cool. Which is so interesting. Like, Dave, I wonder how you had heard of this and Ian had not. Uh, I don't know. I was just looking over our master list the other day and I go, hey, I think I know that story. That's that fucking weird so, one. But Ian, it was on our list. So someone must have requested this one then. It's somebody down the line must have, yeah. yeah. It's wild. Well, if you were out there and you requested to us the Casablanca entities, well, I sure as shit hope you're a patron. Otherwise, you're missing a good <laughs> missing show. Missing out. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, such a special show. I busted out the Crown Royal tonight for it. Nice. Doing some whiskey. Yeah. No guarantee, no guarantee we're going to get Whiskey Mike, though. That's not. You know. I like Whiskey Mike. Well, that's a couple, eight or nine more, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see where the night takes us. <laughs> I got some good scotch out there, too, we can open up if you drink all the Crown. 
We'll see. Perhaps. <laughs> Might be a rough morning tomorrow if I start doing that. But all right. Well, so we got a nice little fun episode here. Ian, what do you got? Well, like we said tonight, we're going to talk about the Casablanca Entities. On a summer day in 1955, a group of children ranging in age from 4 to 15 years old had one of the most bizarre alien encounters ever recorded. Over the course of multiple hours, these kids witnessed a series of events that makes this incident nearly impossible to categorize. That's true. It really is impossible to categorize. I'm, I'm curious as to what people will make of this. It's a very just all over the place story. Yeah, because I have some thoughts about what's taking place here. You're going to throw them in like intermittently, like pop up video? Bloop, bloop. Or are you just going to wait till the end? I might. Okay. So the incident began at approximately 2 p.m. on Sunday, August 22nd, 1955, in the Casablanca neighborhood in Riverside, California. Oh, it's not in Morocco? I thought this was a story about Casablanca and Morocco. (laughs) Fuck. It's the wrong story, Ian. I never heard of this shit. Episode's canceled. See you guys next month for a bonus show. That day, a group of about eight boys were playing in the garden of Mr. and Mrs. Douglas, the parents of one of the children. One boy, Kermit Douglas, was wrestling on the lawn with another boy when he suddenly noticed a strange object hovering in the air above them. Uh, I'm just going to say no one should ever name their child Kermit. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I like that name, Kermit. I don't love it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, that's it just reminds you of Kermit I mean, the frog. it's just the frog. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, do we know, like you said there's children raging in age from 4 to 15 who were like the witness to this event. How many children do we know were there? Uh, what I saw was it's at about eight. Okay. It's kind of like, this is almost like um, the Flatwoods Monster where there's not, there's differing versions of this out there. Gotcha. The kids stopped playing and stared up at a translucent yet radiant dome-like craft until it abruptly vanished. A moment later, a second object appeared with a distinct musical, quote, ping. This resembled a disc hovering on its side, which at times seemed to be spinning. When it did so, the lines of light emanating from it seemed to be, quote, bent round the rotating craft. It's like light shoots out in a particular direction. When I was reading about this, it... it said that this would defy the laws of gravity because the light stream was bent right which is like very that strange should, yeah like yeah that should not be possible right also the light was musical ping that's what it said <laughs> that's true that's what the note said within seconds the whole group of children were staring at this quote semi-transparent objects which were quote round like basketballs and consisted of various colors like red blue and orange but mostly silver These orbs and domes were repeatedly vanishing and reappearing with the high-pitched pings ringing out with every flash. What does that sound like, Mike? Sorry. Ping. Okay. Just wanted a refresher. Thanks. That's how I would imagine it sounds. sure. Beautiful sound. It's not bad. I mean, I'm no Britney Spears, so it's my tones, but if it was her, you can imagine it'd be glorious. (laughs) Chenny hoodles. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) This display went on for some time, but... Whenever one of the children ran into their homes to call their parents outside, the objects suddenly disappeared. This awareness on the part of the UFOs regarding who happened to be watching them is is a pretty odd detail. But when Blanche Campbell screamed for her mother to come outside and see the display, the UFOs remained completely visible to the children, but could not be seen by the adult. All right. So that's strange. So there was one girl playing with the boys then, right? Yeah. Blanche. Blanche. 
I bet Mike does not like that name, Blanche. I, I don't hate it as much as you think. Okay. But it is a dated name. It's dated. Yeah. But I don't hate it. With all the stupid re- names that people are naming kids now, I would be okay with Blanche. Okay. It reminds me of Golden Girls. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Sex, sexy late 60s uh, baby might pick up one night. Maybe not me, but you you have at it. <laughs> you go right for that, Pally. <laughs> the kids then watched as one of the more brightly colored objects landed in a football field about a half block away from the children. One of the witnesses described the orb as being, quote, about as large as three houses put together and that it was very beautiful and colorful. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, quite big. That's a that's, Three houses. And then you're going to hear that kind of throughout this episode, how beautiful this thing was, which is just weird. Like they all thought it was just like this, this fantastic looking. I agree. Thing. It is weird. I mean, in all these other stories, you don't hear about these things being beautiful. Well, you don't hear or like colorful kids or describing things as beautiful to right. begin with. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of this is new. The ping noise and the, the, the beautiful lights yeah. and. Yeah, a maybe, lot of this is just odd. Maybe a Marilyn Monroe Playboy back in the fifties—they describe as beautiful, but not you know. I don't even know if they describe it as beautiful, and they have words for it—sticky pages, perhaps. <laughs> the massive UFO hovered three feet off the ground, but as the group began to walk towards it, two of the boys suddenly became aware of something moving near the house next door to the Douglas home. The boys claim they saw a translucent being roughly the size of a four-year-old child floating just off the ground near the house. They described the creature as having, quote, a big red mouth, big red eyes, and four rounded objects on his face, which sparkled like diamonds where his nose should be. That's a wild drawing. Yeah, it's something else. Where its legs and feet would have been was just a tapering rounded nub. They also noticed a belt around its waist with a disc-shaped buckle that shone like a bright mirror. At this point, the boys were becoming terrified and broke into, quote, shouts, screams, and floods of tears. It's getting scary, man. Yeah. What's going on out here? One of the horrified kids nearly plowed over his own mom as he sprinted into the house, or as she sprinted outside to see what the panic was all about. So these two, it sounded like they like turned the corner and just like almost ran oh. into each other. Yeah. Um, but like with all the other adults that had come outside to see what, what was going on, she saw nothing. Just a the bunch rest of kids of the gr- like going crazy, right? Yeah, like, like freaking the, the fuck out. out here? <laughs> 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 Looking up at the sky, yeah. going nuts, and she's the- like, what? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, guys, what's, what the fuck are you doing? Do you guys, do, do you guys, you guys smoke, smoking some drugs? Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the group who remained outside quickly left the hovering entity behind to get a better look at the object floating above the football field. As the kids arrived at the sprawling field, a seven-year-old boy began walking toward the object, saying it was the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. That's just weird. Again, it's not Marilyn Monroe's tits. <laughs> Yeah, this is a spaceship. It's so beautiful, and that's kind of a thing we're going to get into here. With these kids that are in, in the story, these kids seem like almost hypnotized by this thing. Hypnosis, Mike, much right like up your alley. Well, I have learned that I think hypnosis is real. I've had you know people slide into my DMs after seeing pictures of me with this mustache, and they've seemed pretty hypnotized by it. <laughs> so I think I'm starting to turn the corner on it. You discovered the secret, huh? The secret of the mustache. <laughs> it's not going to last long. I got to get back to my beard. This is fucking ridiculous. I look like a better ass. 
I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> He's sitting across the staring at it all for two weeks now. So as this kid is like staring at this thing and saying it's the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen, two of the older boys got concerned about him and tackled this kid because he seemed hypnotized and was just like walking closer and closer to this thing. He was like getting too close for comfort for them, so they tackled him. Good pals looking out for him. At that point, Marvin Sims claimed that the UFO began to descend from the sky, appearing and disappearing at a rapid pace, stating that they, quote, sort of spiraled down, and when they took off, they disappeared with a whirling motion. One landed on a nearby rooftop, while another apparently knocked a branch off a walnut tree. A third flew past with a long antenna, which, quote, which seemed to emit some kind of ray. When you try to picture the scene going on here... It's just chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm picturing all these little kids running around. There's it's like there's sounds like alien. recess. It sounds with just kids yelling yeah. all over. There's one alien over here. Like they're the kids hypnotized. The kids they're tackling him so that he doesn't get in there. There's another one over here with an antenna over here. There's a fucking ghost looking alien with four diamonds in the front of its face. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, look out your like you're an old man looking out your window and you don't see the spaceship. Yeah, you're right. just like, what the fuck is happening? Why are they tackling that poor kid? (laughs) At the same time, one of the boys was startled to see a disembodied child-sized silver arm motioning to him from midair about 20 feet away. (laughs) The arm appeared to be clad in some sort of riveted armor or protective shielding. Although the report fails to mention whether or not the unnamed boy responded to the gesturing of this free-floating arm. Was the arm trying to point out how to how to find the clit or where the clit was? <laughs> I know some people have trouble with that. Yeah, I, I, as soon as I heard that ad today, I'm like, as soon as I heard the Dungeons and Dragons part, I was like, yeah, that's that was that was geared towards me. <laughs> I've heard that site already has a thousand clicks since we started this 20 minutes ago. Uh, I gotta say, I enjoy writing those. <laughs> Let's crack myself up. Yeah, as soon as I heard D&D, I was like, yep. <laughs> that was meant for me. Is, that's uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right? Is yeah. that what that is? Yeah. 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 See, I'm so cool, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I had to clarify. You're a member of the Dungeon Master Guild. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 clicks. People are going, guys. They don't know. <laughs> It's an incel fest on this website. We should this really morning. put like on the on the main page, just put like a like a, a picture of like a map. <laughs> like just like lines all, all over it. Or just a picture of a clit. Just like a big old clit looking you right in the face. Like, like I'm talking like female bodybuilder clit. Like boom, right like in your face. Magnified a thousand times. Yeah, like with all the uh, steroids and stuff. <laughs> China's clit. Oh my goodness. She's China's clit. Hey, it's, it's you, she's done the porn. It's there. Not shaming. She's a good looking woman. Still, I'd be able to find that one. <laughs> Mostly because it poked me in the eye. Oh, boy. I'm not going to drink any more whiskey. Another boy told reporters that he saw a, quote, strange man in the field who was gripping two gun-like devices, which he temporarily paralyzed a pair of his friends. What the? F- <laughs> You know what I picture? It's like a like a crazy Japanese game show or something going on, on the field <laughs> yeah. with all these different groups of people really doing is. their own thing. And <laughs> What was that show? MXC? Most, most Extreme Elimination Challenge? 
that remember that show? Well, yeah. Well, they, yeah, it's like that, but like a team version where they're just tackling each other and Crazy. jumping out of trees and fucking tasers and limbs. As if all this stuff wasn't weird enough, it was then that an opening appeared on the side of the massive craft and out floated one of the strangest creatures ever recorded in paranormal, cryptozoological, or in, or in UFO lore. According to eyewitnesses, the thing that emerged from the huge orb was about three and a half feet tall, with red eyes and a red mouth, like the other hovering ghost-like entity. This one also had a rounded head and four diamond-like objects embedded in its face that resembled nostrils. But unlike the first creature, this one was solid and not translucent. Its most bizarre characteristics were its odd series of appendages consisting of four legs that ended in round nubs and two arms that split at the elbow to grow into two sets of forearms on each side with a hand attached to each. In total, the thing had two arms, four forearms, four hands, and four tentacle-like legs. This thing's fucking badass. Yeah, it's crazy it's, looking. It's creepy looking it. thing. Yeah, this was the one. This is the photo we used uh, for the uh, on the social medias. Yes, right. And maybe soon you can see it on Dave's body. I think I'm going to get a tattoo of this thing. I love it. Where are you going to get it? I don't know. What about behind the elbow, like right above on the tricep? That's not bad. That so, one. That arm's open, right? Uh, yeah, Your most of it. So what I was thinking, I've been considering maybe like starting a sleeve with a. Uh, with just a collage of a lot of the stuff we've done, like Mothman, Mr. Muggs, Jim Jones, Jim Jones face, the sunglasses, <laughs> Jim Jones, but I'm more like the cryptozoology stuff, but, or, uh, what's, what's that other a fantastic one? Idea. What's the metal, the, uh, the Flatwoods monster, stuff like that. Yeah. That would be, this cool. would be perfect for it. Yeah. But men, this, you gotta get men in black. Yeah, absolutely. Ingrid Cole, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, the, the, the smiling man, smiling man. So That's I think, I think I'm gonna work on that. All right. So your left arm will be dedicated to, uh, yeah. to that. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. I'm going to start with this one because it's, it's fucking weird. One of the boys, Ronnie Strickland, claimed that the floating multi-limbed entity, quote, spoke to him and told him to climb up into a nearby tree, whereupon it promised to pick him up in 15 minutes. He and another boy apparently climbed the tree in a trance-like state, and the children said that another UFO approached. The uh, I, I heard the alien said to the, the kid... <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing before you said anything. <laughs> Ian was already giggling. As soon as Dave goes, oh, I hear, Ian just starts chuckling and giggling. Sorry. Wrong Casablanca movie, my apologies. Mm. <laughs> I knew what that was from, actually. Nice. That's impressive. Haven't seen it, but I knew. You haven't really? I have not. Oh, it's phenomenal. I know. I know. It's my dad's all-time favorite movie. Have you ever seen Casablanca, Ian? Uh, no, I have not. I would watch that before a lot of the ones that I have said I'm going to watch on this show. It's really I good. would actually watch that. I one, highly I recommend it. It's a classic. It is. Well, it's known as one of the greatest of all time, right? It's yeah. always in like the top 10 list oh, or yeah, whatever. For sure. It's usually number one. Yeah. That and Dumb and Dumber and Road Trip <laughs> and Detroit Rock City. Highly recommend. This Saturn shaped vehicle had a stationary outer rim and a rotating central part that made a quote swishing sound. According to the kids, a group of, quote, little men were seen climbing out onto the rim in an attempt to reach Strickland and his friend to help the boys aboard. So swishing, it sounded like uh, George Costanza's pants <laughs> when he was walking. <laughs> that's right, when he wears the suit. Oh, that's such a good episode. <laughs> they stop walking, his boss is like, do you hear that? Oh, well, you hear anything? 
<laughs> that's the suit that he hid right in the store because it was a sale coming up and somebody else was looking for it. He was. That sounds right. Yeah. Another guy saw it. And, and then George acted like he worked there and said, oh, this will be on sale next Tuesday. And then they're, they're waiting in line and George runs in and gets it. People are like, what the fuck? The other boys pleaded with the two boys to come down, but they refused and continue to focus on the rotating UFO quote with a fixed stare. That sounds like hypnosis to me, Mike. I don't know. It's a verified account of hypnosis. I bet they had mustaches. Simple. <laughs> the kids, the five-year-old kids. No, the be- the the beings that were hyp- hypnotizing <laughs> I think them. That's what it was, right? It's got to be, right? <laughs> I've seen that work, so that's my evidence. This has worked. That's true. You have firsthand knowledge. Yeah. I was buying beer today at the gas station. The guy was just staring me in the eyes the entire time. I just walked out with the beer. Didn't even pay. <laughs> <laughs> his mustache paid for it and that erection in his pants was the payment he needed <laughs> what are you gonna do power of the mustache oh man some of the kids ran for a nearby garden hose attached to one of their neighbor's houses the hose reached the tree and they began to shoot their friends with the water in an attempt to bring them out of this trance one of the boys snapped back into reality and climbed down the tree but Ronnie Strickland remained in a daze and, quote, sort of slid off the branch he was on and apparently levitated onto a nearby rooftop. God damn. It's kind of like your uh, college hose, Mike, right? In a daze and sliding <laughs> off of your log. <laughs> That's very much so. You must have read my memoirs. <laughs> you should have told me you read them. I would have sent you a signed copy. <sighs> Luckily, none of them jumped off a roof. Well, lucky for them. Lucky for you. First floor bedroom, so <laughs> jump out the window. <laughs> Still in a trance, Strickland proceeded to walk right off the edge of the roof. Blanche Campbell later claimed that she had watched in horror as Strickland had, quote, turned red before he jumped off the house. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so my what quest- the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's a madhouse. Did Blanche see him levitate to the roof is my question. I didn't see that referenced anywhere. Uh, I don't know. I just, all I saw was that he just levitated. Like he just floated from the tree to the roof. Yeah. I was looking for the eyewitness account of him levitating other than like the little kids, but I guess she's a kid too. So it doesn't even matter. (laughs) I I, I don't even know what to say at this point. This is, this is more so than any other story. We're what, how long into this? I have no fucking idea what's going on right now. It's crazy. <laughs> this is insane. I know. For all I know, there's going to be a twist, and this is a serial killer episode where like all these kids got murdered, and we find them like you know in a, in a, a ditch somewhere. What the fuck is happening? No one knows. Except he just did a fucking header off of this rooftop. <laughs> I don't know how, how many stories it was. Yeah, yeah, because this boy landed on his head. So this yeah. is backyard wrestling. It's backyard wrestling is what they're doing. Sounds like this guy's fucking jumping off through like a flaming barbed wire table of death, and he just he fucking misses the table completely, and it's on one like botchamania. Uh, he suffered no permanent injury from the long fall, but when he came to, um, he could recollect nothing of what had happened to him and re- refused to believe that he floated to the roof and just walked off on his own. Men in black erased his memory, obviously. Yeah. That's the common theme, though, right? They don't remember any of this. No. That goes all the way back to when we talk about the hills. Like, they don't allegedly remember all of that. Memory erased is a big part, absolutely. Following Strickland's fall... The multiplicity of the UFOs and their inhabitants abruptly disappeared, never to be seen again. 
according to famous UFO researcher Ted Blocher, quote, after this, the objects with their paranormal pilots disappeared. But when the Riverside Press reporter arrived about an hour later, one of the little boys was still crying. Okay, so here's my first thing with this story is that they immediately called the press if they were there with any hour. Like if all this weird shit happened to you, would you call the press immediately? I, I find it to be suspicious. Yeah, no, not in 1955. Do you think it was them that called the press? Or was it like the old guy looking out his window seeing these kids acting like fucking buffoons? I I, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Like, because like, in, 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 go ahead. In Flatwoods, there's, you know, the press got word of it and then they came out and nobody called the press or even wanted to talk about Flatwoods to right. the press, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and this scenario, I mean, put yourself in the scenario your kids are out playing. You as an adult go out there and you don't see anything and I don't know. They're telling you all these stories, UFOs. I would 100% not believe them. Yeah. Would you call, <laughs> would you call the press? You'd be, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would not. No. I, I just find this point suspicious. In 1978, Blocher and fellow researcher Isabel Davis detailed the extraordinary series of humanoid, extraterrestrial, and cryptid encounters that seemed to riddle the United States during the mid-50s in a report titled Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 1955. Among the cases covered by Blocher in the report is that of the Casablanca entities. In his summation of the encounter, Blocher wrestles with the perplexing nature of the event in question, saying, quote, This extraordinary incident, manifestation, may be a better word, lacks sufficient information to come to any final conclusions. Even so, available data are sufficient to conclude that something bizarre and inexplicable occurred that afternoon at Casablanca, that the children alone were able to perceive it, and that whatever it was appears to be directly related to an area of UFO phenomenon suggested of certain types of parapsychological experiences. I will say, Ian, that I think this kind of falls in line with your beliefs on aliens as being you know, interdimensional or interdimensional wormholes or things like that and not actually physical alien spacecraft, right? Yeah, I mean, if you somehow had to land on something to explain the story, that would, I guess, make the most sense. But they're like the metal arm, like telling the kid to come there, like just outrageous shit, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) I don't know how you would explain that. Or just if the dement, if a, a hole to another dimension opened up and just allowed. But the fact that the parents couldn't, I don't know. And it, it's sketchy because, the, uh, you know, back then the report, I don't know how great the reporting was, but how many parents saw it, you know. I'm so how sp- many kids? I'm, like, do other kids run out of their house? Yeah. Maybe they weren't part of the initial group, but did other kids run sure. out? And did those other kids see it? Because if kids are seeing it, sure. did those kids who weren't in the group see it? I'll save my final thoughts for the end. Fair enough. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Something keeping you from achieving your 2020 goals? Let's face it. These are certainly trying times. From being cooped up inside your home to wondering how you're going to pay next month's bills, we're all experiencing some form of stress or strain on our mental health. And for that, BetterHelp is here for us. BetterHelp is an online mental health provider that will assess your needs and match you up with your own licensed professional therapist. The best part? No waiting rooms. That's a pretty big deal if you're as impatient as I am. BetterHelp is a safe and private online environment that will have you communicating with a counselor within the first 24 hours. And once you've begun, 
You can send your counselor a message at any time, always getting a helpful response in a timely manner. You even have the ability to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all from the comfort of your very own couch. BetterHelp is available worldwide and has a broad range of expertise available, including licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflict, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're currently recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Not happy with your counselor? No worries. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Remember, everything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is completely confidential. And while it's not a crisis line, it is a convenient, professional, and affordable way to seek the help you deserve. Financial aid is even offered to those who qualify. Want to hear how BetterHelp assisted people just like you? Check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. Look, we here at Necronomapod want you to start living a happier life. So, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Necro. Join over 1 million people already taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash Necro. The question of whether these entities were extraterrestrial, interdimensional, biological, parapsychological, or just like manifestations of the children's collective imaginations remains open. And it's, you know, any way you try to explain it is is really interesting, especially the collective imagination aspect, because that's that's like almost getting into the realm of talpas at that point. Absolutely. It's worth mentioning that the infamous alien attack on the Sutton family, known worldwide as the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, or as it used to be referred to, the Hopkinsville goblin case, took place in the same 24-hour span as the Casablanca incident, though there are no apparent connections between those two events. I did not realize that. That's interesting. Is that that a future show? Oh, yeah. Is that a bonus show or a Sunday show? Probably a Sunday show. That's a a very... Another that's quite odd, that one. The 24-hour time span's interesting. It, it really is, yeah. I didn't remember The Hopkinsville that. one has a lot of credible people, and, like, the aliens were, like, looking in their windows and shit. Yeah, and there were a bunch of and people they, in the house, too. Yeah, and they had, a mine, they had mine shafts on their property, and that's where the goblin thing comes in, because all throughout Kentucky and into West Virginia and stuff, people always say they see these little goblin-looking guys coming out of mine shafts and shit, and that's, like, kind of... One of the theories is that those aliens just like went down in the mine shaft and they just been there ever since. Can you fucking imagine if that was real? Yeah, that's crazy. That's Go- goblins wild. in the mine shaft. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I'm never going in a mine shaft again now because of that. Or at least not the first one to go in. <laughs> I mean that Hopkinsville case, I mean, they were in a you know, like a pretty secluded country home and you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere and you see aliens looking through your window and stuff. That's a scary That's story. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to do that one eventually. A few days following the events, a group of investigators from the Borderland Sciences Research Association, Winona Cromwell, Jean Rowland, who created all the original sketches based on her discussions with the eyewitnesses, and Mary Starbuck, interviewed the children involved with the event and concluded their report with the statement that they felt certain that the kids were telling the truth, stating, quote, 
for they have been and still are very frightened. So it will be a long time before they forget what they have experienced. Mm. Were any of these kids ever interviewed later as adults? Not that I know of. Yeah, and I looked too, and I couldn't find anything. That's odd. I think it's a little odd too. I do not believe this story at all. I believe something. No, no. I believe something. No, I, I don't straight up just think it's something odd might have happened or they saw something odd flying in the sky mm-hmm. to spark it. But I do not believe a lot of what they what we recounted here today. No, I don't believe any of it. Really? You, you don't think even something odd happened in general? Like maybe no, they saw a- something flying in the sky that they had never seen before? No. No? As somebody who believes that's in odd. Uh, this is the first 90 percent of this stuff <laughs> yeah wow. I, like i believe in all this shit and uh especially the interdimensional stuff and when i was reading this i was like as someone who believes in aliens and stuff and all this crazy shit this is like it insults my intelligence this is just absolute wow. nonsense you think these eight kids just got together and like we're gonna we're gonna fuck up some people's days <laughs> yeah, yeah really you, you think, think that's so? what it was they were just some fucking trolls i think so wow interesting it would be fun though just to come up with that, like just to put your stamp on on you know something on history like yeah. this would be fun. Like if they all these kids went to their grave just like laughing like yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot, like you and Ian do, like the clit story and all that. Like, oh yeah, we saw it, man. We've been there. Makes a girl feel great. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I get it. Pulling the wool over my eyes, motherfuckers. Huh. I'm on the fence yeah. about this one. I, I think know. something happened and it just it's it sparked their imagination and they took off with it. Maybe they saw like a fucking blimp or like a plane that they didn't recognize or something. I don't know. Maybe someone out there had a drone back then that we didn't even know fucking existed. That's my thought. I don't know. But I also just think it's hard for eight kids to keep a secret like that. Like, how are they all going to stay on the same page for the rest of their lives? Yeah, you, right. If you never hear it from them again. One person would crack, right? Or, yeah, it's also weird, though, that none of them said anything after, like, a certain age, too. Like, that almost makes me lean towards Ian's theory. Mm. I don't know. I just like, think just the want... story pulls... Go ahead. It, it pulls from so many different, like, aspects of sci-fi literature and anything else going on in the 50s. Minus the thing with the forearms yeah. and the diamonds Dude, that, in its face. The picture is a creepy. Detail. It's a creepy motherfucker. But like the robotic arm and the guy with like the astronaut thing holding the two guns, like yeah. this is like a mashup of sci-fi stuff. I think that's a valid point. So here's where I land. I land on this. Like I think there's been n- numeral historical sort of shared numeral historical. Num- <laughs> Numerous. It's not often Dave misspeaks, so I had to call him out because he always speaks. Numerous very well. historical occurrences of like shared delusions and mass hysteria type stuff. That just feeds in a yeah. group in a group setting, and I think that maybe this is what that is. Like the um, the I wrote it down because I was. But you shouldn't feed tulpas, Dave. You don't feed tulpas. Rule number one: like if Ian heard- has that tattooed literally on his uh, lower back. <laughs> don't feed the tulpas. It's his tramp stamp. Yeah, it's his tramp stamp. <laughs> that actually would be pretty badass. You should think about that, Ian. When I get my tattoo for the 500th episode, I want you to get a "Don't feed the tulpas" on your lower back. <laughs> like, if you, if you guys ever heard of the Dancing Plague of 1518 in Strasbourg? Yeah, I have. Yeah, like uh, the, of course kind of, I have not. <laughs> were those like the whole town just started dancing just for days or weeks or just like a strange mass hysteria thing that's unexplainable? 
the potential mm. things are the injection. And that's just a story or that's like, that's, that's real. And it, like researchers have looked at it and the unlikely scenario is something with psychotropic drugs. Or I believe I heard that the baker had a fungi or something, you know, probably essentially magic mushrooms got put into the, or grew on the bread that Obviously. the whole town ingested. But sure. Something like that, like a mass hysteria thing. And I've even heard the Salem witch trial stuff attributed to a, a kind of mass hysteria along the same lines. But I, I realized like along kids, to like a psychotropic drug or like, uh, so we're thinking like the kids got drugs somehow? Possibly. Maybe they were fucking around and ate something. They ate mushrooms? I mean, that seems likely to me as magic. This, that sounds, like, the, this sounds like mushrooms to me. That would seem the most likely. <laughs> sure, yeah, I this guess. This sounds like they took but shrooms. Then, but then why are some of them going in and out of it? Like, would that make sense for like, because they weren't all on the same page. Like, they weren't all being hypnotized. They weren't all walking towards it. Well, they were all in different areas of the yard, it seems like. This kid, you know, I'm sure he didn't levitate. He probably climbed up a fucking drain pipe and took a header. <laughs> That's not what Blanche. That's not what Blanche said. She didn't see him levitate. She saw him take a header off the off the roof. I attribute this to some. He was sort backyard of, wrestling. Final answer. I think these kids ate shrooms. All right. Or shrooms grew on the yeast. You know, something that the mom that that is lunch what, or something. That is something. a logical answer to this an is, illogical situation. This is uh, psychotropic drug induced mass hysteria. That's my. That's final answer. See you next week. <laughs> I like the throwback to the uh, the dancing plague. I think that's on the list, actually. Like that's I want to cover. I want to cover that. Like the whole I town mean, is just insane. Well, people were like dehydrated and like dropping off because yeah. they just wouldn't stop they won't dancing. Stop dancing, they're big falling on the Somebody ground. probably played ABBA "Dancing Queen" and they just couldn't help <laughs> themselves. Like you're just not going to not dance to that. And the Salem witch trials too. They're like a mass hysteria, and eventually, you know. It just that's stopped. a creepy event. I mean, too. after they hung all these innocent women, yeah, right, and yeah, burned them all at the yeah, stake. Yeah, what's that meme going around right now? The only people that should be burned at the stake are people who like pineapple on their pizza. Those are the fucking <laughs> witches of this world. I don't disagree. Fuck out of here with that nonsense. But that that that's what I see happening in this case. All right, I actually stole this from Molly today, uh, listener molly who posted this on the discord so i'm gonna throw it out at you guys so thank you molly for this question and you guys might have to think about this one i don't expect like a top three or anything like that but just a conversation who are your most hated people in movies or cinematic features like the most hated characters the villains like like characters not actors right characters like well in tv like in breaking bad you guys both hate that one guy Todd. Todd, yeah. yeah. But oh, like yeah. talking movies, who who do you hate? Who do you mm. despise? I know I'm throwing one at you. Ian, you might have to edit this a little bit. Other. Most hated oh, see, I need people in movies. Well, that's but it doesn't have to be your top list, Dave. You can just throw out randomly people that you'd like dislike. Who do I dislike? And I'm struggling to think too as I'm going through it. Like it's it's tough. Fuck, I don't know. Like think about your favorite movies. Is there like a bad guy in it? Is there a villain? Is there someone that you despise? I generally like the bad guys, so that's... So do I. <laughs> but it could be a good guy that you hate. They just make better characters. Like, obviously, Ferris Bueller can go fuck off. He's a terrible person and a terrible character. <laughs> just go to school, you piece of shit. <laughs> just saying. Guy hates Ferris Bueller. Fuck him. Is there is there good people you hate? Douchebags you hate? Like who's the fucking who's the bad guy or the like the douchebag in like Back to the Future? Oh, uh, Biff. Fuck. Biff. Like Biff. maybe do you hate Biff? Like maybe it's Biff. I don't, I don't love him. 
I'm just saying. Maybe it's the guy who rips your heart out in Indiana Jones. Fucking uh, oh, was a, a Temple one. of Doom. Maybe you hate him. I don't hate that guy. I don't know. Just saying. It's a sweet move. <laughs> it is a sweet move. The old actually, that's an underrated move in pro wrestling. The heart punch. Oh, that's a great finishing move. Fuck you up. Heart punch. Oh hell yeah. Oh, did I stump I, you guys with this right, question? Here, here I got one. You I, can even go TV. Go TV if you want. And Kill Bill, Daryl Hannah. Okay. There you go. We got one. We got one from Dave. <laughs> you can even go TV. It's a tough one, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first one. Was I was going to say Todd from Breaking Bad because I've never oh, felt the so. Word. Uh, I know. You guys, and that, you guys were part of the inspiration when I saw that because I was like, well, I know who Dave and Ian had. I didn't hate him as much as you guys did. I didn't like him, obviously, but I, I almost hated his wife more than anybody on that show. And I, th- I feel like that's universal. She's not well liked. What's her name in the show? Skylar. Uh, Skylar. I hated her more. I don't know. I tend toward to lean towards the vi- like in Game of Thrones. Cersei was the absolute best. Like I wanted her to come out on top at the end of that. Okay, show. but did you hate anyone on that Game of Thrones? Did you hate anyone on Downton Abbey, Dave? I do love Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little sidebar in Downton Abbey? I mean, I don't watch it, but you can well, pontificate for a few minutes. It's one of my favorite shows. Coming soon, the Cooldown Media. Dave breaks down every episode of Downton Abbey. Uh, I wouldn't mind it. He has a spot of tea, <laughs> some biscuits, and he'll watch it and talk. No, everyone was quite delightful on this show, quite frankly. Okay. I actually, I hated Cersei in Game of Thrones. Oh, she's the best. Here we go. Have but that I, voice. Go. But but ba- but bad guys, I, lo- I love Jamie. Oh, yeah. Who's Jamie the, was great. Who's the hot blonde? Uh, Daenerys. Oh. Jamie was Cersei's is this show brother. All, is this show just all women? Oh. No, Jamie's no, her brother. Her. Jamie's oh. her brother that fucked her and gave her all the kids. Sorry. <laughs> was he one of the penises that you see in season one? Probably. Uh, uh, n- I don't well, remember. Well, probably. <laughs> I like how Ian's like, well, no, oh, oh, I don't remember. The, the, <laughs> the penis talk on Game of Thrones is, is very overblown. People said it was it's not a penis. All fast. of season one was penis. I don't think that's accurate. It doesn't stick out in my mind. That's what, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I stumped you guys. We can't think of villains. Maybe we'll re- we'll revisit this. Yeah, this is brutal. We'll man. revisit this next week on the bonus show. You know what? I and I, I just bring this up because I was listening to Howard Stern. They were talking about the Sopranos final finale today for some reason. Did you like it or not? I did not watch a Sopranos. Not but. really. I didn't love it. But did it? It was okay. Like a C. C minus. Eh, D plus. Eh, I, I I see what they were trying to do, but I didn't love it. I think it needed to be more definitive. But Paulie Walnuts from uh, Sopranos, I didn't like that. Guy. I didn't watch the show, but no good. I didn't like him. Okay. You know what? I will what say um, Ramsey Snow, Ramsey Bolton, whatever you want to say from Game of Thrones. Oh, that dude, oh, yeah. he was a motherfucker. I was so happy when that <laughs> guy died. Pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> this is fired up. Ian. That's a good one. That guy was a that- piece of garbage. There were some scenes with that guy that made, especially the one rape scene, made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a good one. What's going to yeah. happen now is you guys are like both going to go to bed tonight and be like, fuck, I thought of like nine guys now that I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I sprung this one at you. I'm better what we're planning do. and writing. If you guys think about this, make a list, keep track. We're going to revisit this at the start of next week's bonus show. You've been warned. I think I might hate Ramsey more than and I you hated could, Todd. Yeah. You can only yeah. you only give me three, but if you guys come up with a list, we'll revisit it. I'm going to make a note right now on my phone. Okay. Noted. I just draw blanks when questions like this. It's not in that mindscape but, to well, yeah. come up with that. I'm putting you on the spot. I know I did, but we were just trying to kill some time here. 
I mean, I can ask you about pop tarts again. We've discussed that already, though. <laughs> if you want to talk about pop tarts, that's fine. I'm giving you guys a little more time. Anyone else you got to think of? No, I'm good with my choices. Yeah, okay. I, uh, uh, sorry, man. I don't really have anything. All right. I'm good with what I've given out so far. Here's another question for you. I like chatting. I just Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer? Barbarian. I think I like the Destroyer better. And I know it's it's fucked up. Wasn't the Destroyer the second one and it was only PG-13, though? I don't know what the rating was. It's the one with uh, Will Chamberlain. Bombata. I don't. I, Bombata, I, I need you. It's been so long. I don't remember yeah. any of that. Will Chamberlain. And that's when he fights like that big gorilla man in that room full of mirrors. Jesus. I As a kid, any of that. that was there. I mean, I love both Conan movies, but Conan, which with the Destroyer was, no, the Bar, what the fuck's the first one? Barbarian. All right, Conan the Destroyer, I loved as a kid. Ian, did you see those ones, the original Arnold ones? No, I've never seen either of those. I like those ones. I think, yeah, I, I think. That they remade bo- one of them, at least, with that new fucking guy. He's not Arnold, so fuck What's it. that? Oh, they remade the Conans in the last few uh, years. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the second one's PG. Fuck that. <laughs> what, did that what did you need in, in like an action movie? I don't need titties. I need killing, man. <laughs> There's a lot of killing in it. He fucking throws his sword through people's hearts. Conan the Barbarian was a uh, uh, hard R movie with lots of fucking yeah, slaughter. Yeah, because they fucking cut his dad's head off right in front of him as a kid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Destroyer <laughs> was terrifying. a PG movie. I don't like PG that, movies. I don't know. You watch that movie and tell me this day and age it would be PG. It would not. It would not be a PG in 2020. It was before PG-13, so it was only oh. PG. What's the first PG-13 movie? Do you know this one? I've heard it before. I'm trying to think. Can you give me the year? Mm. Like, I'm going to fucking know it. I'm not. 84, I believe it is. Oh. I do not know. Hold on. I For something, no, I don't know. What was it? Red Dawn. I would not have guessed that. Patrick Swayze. Charlie Sheen. C. Thomas Howell. All-star cast? I think it was 84. That's my best guess. I'm going to look it up, though, now while you come up with the next question to ask us. I'm trying to think of another fucking question. Ian, you got a question? 1984. How about that, huh? Boom. <laughs> if every night you were going to drink, you had to start the night with a shot. Okay. What would the shot be? And on the other hand, what's one shot you would eliminate from our, our planet? And it, could, it would never be around again. I can answer that pretty easy. Go ahead. I would start with Fireball and get rid of vodka forever. That is a terror. So you get rid of the entire liquor of vodka. Yeah, it's oh, disgusting. Oh, you'd have some white girls pissed off at you. They couldn't get their vodka tonics. <laughs> I, I would absolutely flip that upside down and do a shot of vodka and get rid of Fireball because it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I agree with Dave. I'd get rid of Fireball in a heartbeat. Awful. My favorite shot of all time, we used to do these in college, kamikazes. Greatest shot of all time. Okay. It's also what Ric Flair used to drink all the time. <laughs> so, you know. I also don't do shots hardly ever. Yeah, I don't love doing so shots. So I gave up shots as of New Year's Eve this past year. Had a bad night. Homeboy had a bad night. And uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I remember our text conversation. That uh, oh, really? Because I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and I will not. I have not done a shot since, and I won't do a shot. I, I will have some whiskey, and I'll sip it. I'm not doing shots ever again. Let's just say Mike's wife didn't like the present he left on the deck the night before. <laughs> that's, well, that's... Uh, oh, that is... Well, uh, okay. I was thinking you were just making a ridiculous joke, and then I remembered you were not making a ridiculous joke. That was a very fair joke. 
but we're not gonna I like get, uh, we're not gonna get into that and we're gonna move on mike doesn't do shots if i ever see you at a live show or we're hanging out at a bar you want to buy me something buy me a beer do not buy me a shot i don't like doing shots either no i don't i mean i like doing them i don't like how i feel immediately after doing them i like to sip whiskey i don't i like well, yeah sure i don't like like if you give me crown stuff. royal i'm not gonna shoot it i'm gonna sip it yeah. If you give me Jack Daniels, if you give me, you know, scotch, whatever. Yeah, like shooting Jack Daniels is awful. Sip it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Tito's is an okay shot. Yeah, I don't mind doing shots of vodka. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Don't buy that for me anymore, but that would be an okay. Vodka's the easiest thing to shoot, I think. Because whatever you chase it with, if you chase it, yeah. it's going to taste just like whatever you chase it with. I agree with that. It's easy sure. to, you know, just to coat. What were you going to say, Ian? I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. I like Jaeger bombs a lot. Oh. I'll do those all night long. Oh, man. Yeah, for someone like you who can drink Red Bull till three in the morning and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just like awake. Maybe you take an hour nap and then you just keep going with your yeah, day. My heart's like. <laughs> 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 right. Fucking Jaeger bombs. Jesus. Jaeger bombs. That would be, that's the perfect drinking night for me is like, uh, like five or six Jaeger bombs and then a bunch of beer. Oh, I did used to do a lot of Jaeger bombs yeah. with our college. With, we did that all the time Yeah, with our, our friend that we are, uh, what the fuck? I'm blanking out tonight on my, on my uh, language on <laughs> our mutual friend that is a big Jaeger bomb guy. That's right. Uh, yeah. In our neighborhood. Yeah. I used to do them all our, the time. Our mutual friend has those fancy glasses that has the shot glass, like inside the cup. Yeah. I like how we say mutual friend. Like we cannot ever speak of this name. <laughs> Our mutual friend. Um, I have not done a Jaeger bomb since I think college. For a while, the, mm. the the smell of Jaeger or the taste of Red Bull would make me nauseous. Yeah, I don't love the Red Bull part. Of I went the to Jaeger spring bomb. break one time. We can. People are probably like, "What the fuck are these guys talking?" This about? is the stuff they love. It's fun. Well, let us know if you love this shit. Maybe we'll just do a bonus show of us just shooting the shit one time. Like literally just us sitting around drinking and talking. If you like this, let us know. If not, we'll keep going topics. I was, I went to on spring break, Panama city. I was still only 20. So I couldn't legally drink. Obviously that was the week I smoked a pack of camel lights. It's the only time <laughs> in my life I smoked and I felt so badass because smoking, I don't care what they say. Smoking is cool. It looks cool. It is cool. I'm not going to kiss someone that smoked cause it's disgusting. But it looks cool. It's badass. I Dave, believe, I know you agree with me. I believe how I believe we covered last week how great girls that uh, they look smoke, fucking hot. Smoking. What they can do with their mouth. So. Yeah, girls look hot smoking. You know my opinion on this. So I smoked for that week. <laughs> I probably looked like a dipshit. Like I don't. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But it was a pack of Camel Lights. I went and bought it myself. I felt like a real man. <laughs> like, Twenty uh, years old. Um, pack of Camel. Pack of Camel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and a, a pack of Magnums. <laughs> <laughs> uh smoked so smoked that we would do power hours before we went out to the clubs because that was in college we literally started every night with a power hour before we went out drinking that was our pregame was a power sure. hour so we do a power hour of miller light we go to the clubs and my my friends my buddies that i went with who were of age would drink red bulls all night like or, or not red bulls jaeger bombs that's what they liked to, like they would make a drink and sip on it even sure so that what they would do is they would do that and get Miller Lights, empty their Red Bulls into their Jaeger bombs, and then pour the Miller Light into a Red Bull can for me. And I would just be drinking Miller Lights mm. out of Red Bull cans. Not the greatest taste in the world. Miller Light and Red Bull mixed in a can. And Camel Lights. And Camel Lights all over my breath. <laughs> and back then, I think you were just smoking in clubs. I don't know. Whatever. 
maybe not, but, but we were down like in Panama, like Club La Vila, which is like the biggest nightclub in, I think, North America or really? the United States. Yeah, it's, it's the big one down there in Panama City. Mm. So we were like partying there and all over the place and old 20 year old Mike smoking his cigs and getting drunk on Miller and feeling like a man for the first time ever. <laughs> Pack of magnums in my pocket, just in case. Just in case. Never used them. <laughs> Threw them away. <laughs> Drove that 20 hours home. <laughs> like eight hours home, but still. Oh, I could go for a fucking camel light right about now. So. Or camel blue. They're called camel blue now. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that's my fun story. Most delicious cigarette ever made. Camel lights are fantastic. <laughs> like, I don't know why you wouldn't smoke camel lights. I if- don't either. <laughs> Is that what you smoke? <laughs> I didn't know this. Absolutely. They're fucking delicious. I used to smoke camel filters way back in the old days, but well, yeah. a real man would smoke non-filtered. Well, some lucky strike. Cough up your lungs. Drink some or smoke some lucky strikes. That's what all the old World War II vets used to come in and buy when I worked at a convenient store. Yeah, sure. Back in my hometown, they would come in and get those lucky strikes and I'd All right, Pally. It's like 4 bucks back then. Now it's probably about eight or nine. Cigarettes were 85 cents when I started smoking. When I was selling, when I was, (laughs) that one time I bought them, and then when I was selling them at the convenience store for like a pack, excuse me, a pack of Marlboro Lights or a pack of Camel Lights, it was $4.23 with tax. Wow. Now it's probably double that. Yeah, camels now are like seven seventy five. Oh, oh my god! Can you imagine the people listening to us that smoke that like are at work are probably like, I need a fucking <laughs> cigarette so bad right now. I am so glad I don't smoke anymore, but I really miss it sometimes. You crave it all the time. All the time, never goes away. I believe you're an addict, Dave. Never goes away. I love. And then smoking. me and you just start bumming them off people at parties and <laughs> end up plowing through other people's cigarettes. <laughs> when did you guys do that? I, I was for a while. I haven't done that in a long time. Why don't we just buy a pack and you guys just hold on to it and use it when you want? I think we did that a couple of times, maybe. Yeah. One I, time I remember driving you to the store and we did that. But there was a friend <laughs> there was a friend of ours that we would just be like, hey, give us a cigarette. And we can just yeah. plow through all the cigarettes. <laughs> it's been probably at least a year since I've done that. Smart day. That's good for your lungs. Yeah. It's going to add 20 years to your life. Oh, so. Maybe that alcohol will take away. Gotta about keep 10. this fucking show going. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I don't love this cough I'm getting from this vape. I don't think it's any better for me since I chain smoke it 24 hours a day. But it's not good, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a fun bonus show. I hope people like that. I I, I enjoy this story. It's neat. I it's wonder if any of these story. kids are still alive though. Like, this is a cool interview. Like Probably I, like, not, because also at this time, they were still smoking cigarettes. <laughs> the four-year-old was like, look at that thing over there. <laughs> like, if we could get an interview with one of these people, I'd like to jump in on the interview for this. I think you yeah, should just do sweet. the whole interview, Dave. Yeah, that's wild. And then I want you smoking like Art Bell while you're interviewing him. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Casablanca, kid, west of the Mississippi, you're on the air. <laughs> you're coughing up a lung in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, if you, for real, if you like these shoot the shit episodes, let us know. Because sometimes, you know, we'd like to take a break from the narratives. And Ian might like a break from, you know, having the type up outlines. So maybe we'll just do an episode where we shoot the shit. You guys can just ask random questions even. Maybe we'll do that one day. We've not done that. Like a, a patron, Q&A show? Like a patron, just ask us anything. Not a call in, but like a, no. a submitted. Yes, yeah, submit question. your questions on Patreon. We'll All pick right. out maybe you know however many, and we'll just go through and answer them. That's fun. Or topics even like discuss whatever fucking the Matrix movie or something, and I'll tell you about how I fell asleep every time I fucking tried to watch it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> just saying, pallies. 
know how many times I've seen The Matrix? 54. Probably 100 at least. You know how many times I've seen it? Half a time. <laughs> Half a time. It's unbelievable. So, all right. Well, I would say patreon.com slash Necronomapod, but you motherfuckers have already been there, and that's why you're hearing this episode. Yeah, go to clitsdonexist.com and uh, find the man in the boat. Boom. Click that link. <laughs> Click that link. Buy some merch. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week.